0: Well, good morning, friends. Uh, I hope you're well. Um, I told you yesterday that I wanted to uh, kind of look into um, maybe taking just a a small break because I think we need to focus on everything that goes on in our lives, not just taking in what's going on in Revelation, but so much of the material can be so heavy. I want to make sure that we come about it from a life that's bathed in prayer. And so in um, the book, 40 Days Through Revelation, Ron Rhodes in the back of the book kind of gives these life lessons and um, he put one in here on prayer and I like it. Five components of prayer. I've added some scriptures to it and my thoughts to it because I I have to tweak everything, right? Um, but let's pray and let's get into this. Lord, I ask you to open our eyes and enhance our understanding so that we can grasp what you want us to learn today. I also ask you to enable us by your spirit to apply the truths we learn today to our daily lives and to be guided moment by moment by your word. Revelation 1 3. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it for the time is near. Well, Gary, I thought we were taking a break from Revelation. We're not. We're looking at a component of prayer that will help us to, I think, understand Revelation more, but also not to get bogged down or fearful. The last thing we want to do is is be fearful about what's coming up, because as believers, um, I believe, you know this by now, that I believe that the church will not be here after Revelation chapter 4. Some believe it's after Revelation chapter 5. Some believe it's in the end of, of 3. So I believe that, that we're not here for Revelation 6 and on. Let's just put it that way. But we should still know what the world is going to face. So I you grab your notepapers, your pens, your papers, uh, your Bibles, whatever you need. If you're driving, again, just keep driving and listening. And this is from Ron Rhodes with a little Gary Olde twist to it. The five components of prayer. Number one, thanksgiving. Thanksgiving means to express pleasure and even relief. I'm thankful this didn't happen, or I'm thankful this happened, or uh, those kinds of things, but also to express a uh, pleasure pl- pleasure uh and uh, and appreciation if you will for um what's what's going on in your life and how God has blessed you and we need to stop and be reminded um i have a warm bed i have a warm uh house i take hot showers i have i have food uh i have a wife who loves me i need to stop and remember that and I need to realize that all of those things come from the Lord. Deuteronomy chapter 8 says, it's God who gives me the ability to make money or to, to create wealth. But let's be thinking about Thanksgiving as we turn to the book of Psalms. We'll look at a couple Psalms there. Uh, Ninety-five, Psalm 95, verses 1 and 2. Today may be a writing day for you where you write these scriptures down. Psalm 95, verses 1 and 2. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make joyful noise to him with songs of praise. Then he goes on to say how the Lord is great. Turn over to Psalm 100. Now, you're probably, you probably have psalms that you love. Psalms that come to your mind, but I can't share all of them. So these are Psalms that uh, between Ron Rhodes and then I've added a little bit of my own here that I want to share with you today. Psalm 100 verses 1 through 4. It's a Psalm for giving thanks. It says, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Verse five, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generation. So much Good stuff in here. We need to be reminded that even as we read about what's going to happen at the end of time, we need to be thankful that a relationship with Jesus Christ carries us along the way. Even if we go through difficulties, even if we go through uh, situations, even if we go through times where we don't understand everything, we can be thankful that we serve a God who does understand everything and knows um and uses uh each situation for our good romans chapter 8 verse 18 just comes to mind i want to share it with you you can write it down look it up later for i consider that the sufferings of these of this present time are not worthy uh and worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed in us that's that's good news church that's good news my friends that nothing in this in this present age is worth even comparing to what God has for us. Go to Ephesians chapter five. In the midst of Thanksgiving, I think sometimes we need to be shaken a little bit, right? We need to, as uh, Paul says, we need to <coughs> kind of wake up a little bit. Verse 15 of Ephesians five. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, Notice that we're filled with the Spirit and we're giving thanks <coughs> to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. See the Trinity? See, the word Trinity is not mentioned in the Scripture, just like the word rapture isn't. But did you see the word? Or did you see the Trinity in action there? I sure did. Um, the word rapture isn't in the Bible. It's an English word, but it comes from words from the Scripture in both Hebrew and... And uh, in Latin, um, also um, as in in Greek, there's a there's a uh, words that we use that would explain the process of the rapture without using the word rapture. It doesn't have to be spelled out with an um, uh, with an English word there for us to understand. Go to uh, Colossians chapter three, verse twelve. By the way, we will we'll be doing this prayer series for the rest of the week. So Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I think I mentioned this is podcast 544. I hope I did. I kind of got in talking there. Uh, so sorry about that if I didn't. Colossians chapter 3. You don't listen to me because I'm perfect. Because you had to turn me off the first day. Colossians 3.12. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another... And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, how should we do that? As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these things, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, uh, to which indeed you are called in one body and be thankful. Let's read the other two verses just because they're good. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. What a great portion of scripture. We need to be reminded to be thankful. Second of all, the second component of prayer, and again, this isn't exhaustive. You can give books on prayer, and many of them will will help. The second uh, component is praise, which means to express warm approval or admiration. To express warm approval or admiration. When was the last time we did that to the Lord? Lord, thank you for another day. Thank you for breath in my body. Thank you for the Word of God. Thank you for your love and your care and your Watchful eye over me. Psalm 34, one through four. I will bless the Lord at all times, at all times, even when I'm going through things I don't understand. His praise shall continually be in my mouth, meaning I will have in my mouth praise unto him. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Now the, 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 the psalmist is calling people together. Say, hey, let me not sing alone here. Come harmonize with me and let's sing to the Lord. Let's let his praise continually be in our mouth. Verse four, because I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. It's okay to, to praise God for the results. It's, it's not selfish to say, Lord, you gave me that promotion over all of these other people in the building, and I thank you for it. You gave me this wife who is a, such a blessing to me, and I'm thankful for that, even though that I know there are, um, there are less than perfect marriages out there, God. I'm thankful for it. Look at Psalm 103. Psalm 103. We could read the whole Psalm. We'll read a few verses. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with an everlasting love or steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Turn it down to verse 19. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, sovereignty, and his kingdom rules over all. He's in control. Bless the Lord, O you, his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. What is what is he saying there said so that hey, let's all just join in. Because he's in control, he's established his throne in the heavens. His view, like we talked about yesterday, is above all and it sees all. He misses nothing and everything is in his control. Look at Hebrews chapter 13, verse 11. This is, a, this is one that we need to understand. This is talking about Jesus' death. It says, for the bodies of those animals, the sacrificial animals, whose blood is brought into the holy place by the high priest as a sacrifice for for sin, are burned outside the camp. So Jesus also suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. Therefore, let us go to him outside the camp and bear the reproach he endured. For here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. Through him, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have for such sacrifices are pleasing to the Lord. We need to offer up praise. We need to realize that as Jesus was um, crucified and Jesus was uh, looked down on and and Jesus was killed outside of the camp, we need to go to him. Why? Because we need to not be comfortable in the city. We need to be comfortable in our relationship with God. What does that mean? It means that we're willing to sacrifice and we're willing to take any criticism because he took the criticism. Jesus said, hey, if they hate you, they're going to hate me first. But I want to be hated as, a, as a, a one who brings praise unto the Lord. That even in my suffering, even in my difficulties, whatever they may be, they're not worth it. And they're not worth be uh, to compare with the glory that God has uh, for us. We'll cover one more today. Number three, worship. Worship and praise are different. Worship is the feeling or expression of reverence and adoration for a deity. A lot of people all over this world worship idols or worship things that um, they shouldn't worship. They worship people, they worship different situations, and that ought not to be so. So how do we show them what is true about worship? By showing true worship to the true God. Let's go to Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20, verse three. You shall have no other gods before me, You shall uh, not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the sea. We have to be very careful, even when we put in our homes and in our gardens or around our necks or anything, that we're not making images that would take away from. If we're honoring God, that's one thing, but we need to make sure that we are honoring God and that our faith is not in our idols. Our faith is not in an image about God. Our faith is in God. So be very careful. Uh, I have been on the mission field uh, on mission, um, uh, um, mission uh, trips. I don't know why that was so hard. Um, and, and I've talked to missionaries about it and they tell you not to buy things from the people there that are uh, that 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 there are other idols all around in there like this looks like a good thing but there are other idols around there because everything the missionaries have told me is that those are those things are presented to their idols as a form of worship and then they sell them to people so be careful if you're out there what you buy what you purchase because there's a spiritual activity involved in so much of it look at deuteronomy chapter six, excuse me, Deuteronomy chapter five and verse seven, repeat of Exodus chapter 20, it says, you shall have no other gods before me. Did I know that was a repeat? Absolutely. Why did I repeat it then? Because I wanted to make sure that we caught it. I wanted to make sure that I brought this attention. I think we need to be incredibly careful. Our education can be an idol. Singers can be an idol. Pastors can be an idol. Worship leaders, they are just people. We need to worship the true God. And we need to be uh, as the definition says, we need to be feeling uh, giving a feeling or expression of reverence and adoration, but only to God. No one else. Look at Psalm 95 verse 6. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Whether that is physical kneeling in a church or in your office or whatever, or kneeling with your heart um, during the day just to give thanks to the Lord, we need to be constantly in an attitude of worship because what we have is beyond amazing. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12, 28. A couple more scriptures and we'll close for the day. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, and thus let us offer to God acceptable worship and reverence and all in verse twenty nine says it goes on to say because our Lord is a consuming fire last scripture revelation chapter fourteen verses six and seven revelation fourteen six and seven then I saw another angel flying directly overhead within eternal gospel to proclaim to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. And he said with a loud voice, fear God and give him glory because the hour of his judgments have come and worship him who from uh, who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. Here the angels are flying over this huge crowd and saying, worship God and worship God alone. Worship God Worship God alone. So we covered the first three components, thanksgiving, praise, and worship. We'll cover uh, the last two, confession and making our requests known. We'll cover those tomorrow. Uh, let me find my scripture here. Let me close. Second Peter three eighteen. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. God bless you. Until we talk again.